Hello, and welcome back to Dinner at Yiffenies with your host, Tega Meyerhoff. I want to start off by letting everyone know that we've started our own Patreon. With tiers starting as low as $1 per month, you can show even more appreciation. Every member, no matter which tier you choose, will receive their own badge on the Dinner at Yiffenies website and a personal call-out at the end of each episode. Starting at the $5 tier, you will receive an exclusive Dinner at Yiffenies sticker. And at our top tier, you will receive an even more exclusive t-shirt. All proceeds will be going toward paying for the podcast expenses, including paying voice actors and the authors for their contributions. And if we have anything left over at the end of the year, Patreon members will get to decide which charity the remaining funds go to. On tonight's episode, we rejoin our story just after Claude saves Elijah from choking on his food after a mistimed joke causes trouble. The unlikely duo are stuck in a little cabin and will have to ride out the evening there. When we left them, things appeared to be heating up. With that, sit back, relax, and drift away into another world of furry fiction and erotica. Shelter in a Storm, Part 2, by Terminus. However, Elijah managed to recover, although he knew he was blushing furiously. He tried not to think of how long it had been since someone had held him like that, how long it had been since he had last felt another body pressed against his own. I should have waited to tell that one, Claude offered. And for the first time since they had met, Elijah saw a hint of darkness around the nostrils and muzzles of the other male. He was blushing at long last. Smiling, the ram said, You couldn't have known how I was going to react. Not your fault. You've got to continue, though. What happened? How did the orgy react? Well, this big black bear. Bigger than me. It's possible for someone to be bigger than you? What are you, seven feet tall? I'm only six foot nine. Anyway, this huge black bear came over, eyed me up and down, and asked me if I wanted to suck his dick. Elijah was glad he hadn't swallowed anything recently, because that would have made him spit out his food at the very least. His eyes went wide as he tried to imagine the scene. Claude continued the story, his hands moving through the air, voice rising and falling and filling the space between the two of them easily. However, Elijah was still fixated on the image of the naked bear, eyeing the stallion, and boldly asking if the stallion wanted to suck his dick. It seemed like something out of a porno, but Claude had said it so deadpan, so matter-of-factly, that either the stallion was one hell of a bullshit artist, or it was something that had happened. He was inclined to believe the latter over the former. After the meal had ended, as Claude pulled a hand-powered lantern from the hiding hole, Elijah shared a few stories of his own. He told about the time he had gone streaking as part of his rush period. He told of the toga party where Bill had ended up naked in the middle of the dance floor hallway through the night. He told about the trip to the beach house, specifically where he walked in on Nick getting a blowjob in the kitchen. Claude was an attentive listener, asking questions at the right parts of each story to get Elijah to bring forth details. When Elijah mentioned what happened after he came out, the stallion let loose another one of his form-filling laughs, the one that echoed around the entire room. 
I wish my friends in college had been more like yours when I came out. The stallion said as he brought a hand to his eye. You're gay? Elijah blurted out. I am indeed quite happy. Claude answered as he turned his head back towards the ram. But I'm pan, not gay. My last serious relationship was with a wonderful doe. And before that, I dated a trans man wolf. He had the biggest knotted dildo and I absolutely loved it when he would snarl, snap it on and uh, bend me over. <laughs> the stallion trailed off, another blush coloring his features. Elijah's head spun from the two revelations in such a short time. Not only was Claude not straight, but the stallion was far from the exclusive power top the stallions were always portrayed as being. Granted, Elijah knew that porn was far from the real world, but even in the few profiles of stallions he saw on Howler or other dating hookup apps, they almost always proclaimed themselves to be exclusive tops. Claude, however, had offered freely that he had been pegged, and Elijah's eyes traveled down to the stallion's package. Claude's balls were lower now, and his sheath seemed slightly more puffed, thicker, fuller than it had been only seconds before. The memory was threatening to make him hard, Elijah realized. The ram arched both his brows, wanting to ask more questions, to get further details about what happened with the wolf. Instead, he simply asked, So, how did your friends react? A lot of them just called me greedy. Some of them didn't seem to get the fact that I liked the person, not what body parts they may or may not have. My campus's queer group was fairly cool about it, but there weren't many other pan-identified folks about. It was a bit lonely. But I made it through college, and then there was George. Claw let a small sigh. George was the wolf? Elijah asked. No, the wolf was Max. George was a lion. He was about ten years older than me, and he was the one that got me interested in working with the park service. What happened with George? It's a story you've probably heard before. I'd like to hear your version of it, Elijah said. Claude gave another long sigh, his powerful shoulders rising and falling in a simple shrug. <sighs> boy falls in lust with an older man. Older man and boy live together for a while. And older man wants a more traditional life. A house, a picket fence, two or three cubs. Boy isn't ready for that. Older man understands and says goodbye, looking for someone who is ready for that life. Claude said. His mouth had become a serious line, and his gaze was somewhere off in the distance, somewhere that was not the here and now of the shack. There was the boom of thunder, distant this time. The ferocity of the rain and wind had died down, and Claude sat his long muzzle resting on a broad palm, dark eyes not focused. Elijah let him be with his thoughts. At least Claude had been with George. That was more than had ever happened between him and Ryan. There had been playful banter, lots of fantasy, and more than a few suggestive looks, or what Elijah thought were suggestive looks. However, he had never held the kangaroo's hand, never given him more than a playful side bro hug, never felt their lips meet in a kiss. They sat, each one of them alone with their thoughts. Elijah moved, going over to his backpack and taking out his phone again. 
It was now past seven in the evening, and the storm, although much lighter, was still going on outside. He turned his head back, and he saw that Claude hadn't moved. His head was still in his palm, and only the light swiveling of his ears indicated he was still aware of Elijah's movements. Slowly, the ram returned to Claude. Sinking down, Elijah placed his palm on Claude's left shoulder, feeling the strong muscle beneath the soft coating of hair and flesh. Claude turned his gaze, his eyes widening as he did so. Elijah lifted the phone and showed him a picture. You see the raccoon with a shit-eating grin? Double-fisting the forties? Elijah asked, his voice light. That has to be Nick, right? Claude replied. Got it in one, and the bull trying to pull off the frosted tips? Bill, why didn't anyone tell him it made him look like an idiot? We did. But best of luck convincing Bill of anything once he's made his mind up about something, Elijah said. He went through the photos, showing different scenes, telling more stories, ones he hadn't already shared. All the while, he kept his hand on Claude's back. It was a small thing, but Elijah knew sometimes it was the small things that made the most difference. Silence set between them once Elijah finished showing Claude the photos. According to the screen, it was only a little past eight in the evening. It felt much later. Time could be funny that way. Elijah had learned. From the corner of his eye, he saw the horse open his mouth and yawn. Elijah found himself mirroring it less than a second later. He looked at Claude, and Claude looked back at him. Then they both looked at the bed. The almost perfectly made bed. Elijah knew he was blushing. He was past caring. If it had been a lifetime since he had last been touched, last been held... It had been even longer since he had shared a bed with anyone, for any reason. Even when he had had boyfriends, he wasn't the sort of ram who shared a bed easily. He turned his gaze back towards Claude, and the horse's muzzle and eyes were pointed directly to the bed. It's all yours. I've slept on floors before, and I'll do so again, Claude said, raising his left shoulder in a half shrug. Don't be ridiculous, Elijah shouted back. This is far more your space than it is mine. I'll make do with my backpack. Somehow. The stallion arched a single brow at him, and Elijah responded in kind, looking at Claude. A second passed, and then another. He couldn't tell what they were waiting for, but he knew he didn't want to be the first one to say the thought that hung on the tip of his tongue. He swallowed as the stallion's dark gaze was on him, unflinching, almost unblinking, he would have said. Elijah's blush darkened, and his tongue darted over his lips, trying to will himself to say something, anything. I have been told I snore, Claude said. And allegedly I talk in my sleep, Elijah said. What a pair we'll make, Claude teased. Smiling, Elijah moved towards the bed. His hoof falls weren't the only ones. He looked at Claude, large enough to easily fill a bed this size on his own, still naked. Elijah had moved his own hand to the waist of his boxer briefs, and Claude removed his eyes from Elijah's down to the ram's hand. You don't have to, the horse began. I always sleep naked. It's the only way I'm comfortable, Elijah said. The two of them looked directly at each other as Elijah pulled down his underwear. He knew what he looked like naked. He had seen himself in a mirror almost every morning. 
still trim, perhaps without the obvious definition of when he had been competing in track, but nothing to be ashamed of. More than nerd cute, at least he thought to himself. He kicked his underwear to the side and slid between the crisp sheets, the mattress soft and welcoming to his weight. Moments passed before he felt the dip of the mattress on the other side. Focusing on his breathing, Elijah willed himself not to turn his head. He felt it then, Claude's back against his. Claude's mane teased the top of Elijah's head, and despite himself, the bighorn ram turned just slightly. Uh, sorry in advance if your mane gets tangled in my horns. I've been meaning to get it cut anyway, Claude responded. There was another small shift from Claude's side, then there was a click, and the shack was in darkness. Outside, Elijah knew the storm was dying. Closing his eyes as hard as he could, he focused on his breathing, willing himself not to pay attention to the rise and fall of the stallion's back, not to notice the subtle twitches of the tail as it dragged against his buttocks and thighs, and most importantly, not to pay attention to the heat radiating from the stallion next to him, and not notice how their breaths began to match each other's. It was like when he was a child, he thought to himself. He felt the tiredness in his body, knew he should be able to fall asleep easily and quickly, but it just wasn't happening. With his eyes still closed, Elijah tried to use the limited meditation techniques he knew. Inhale. Hold for three seconds. Exhale. Inhale. Hold for four seconds. Exhale. Elijah kept repeating the pattern until... Sometime later, Elijah wasn't certainly exactly how much time had passed, only that he must have fallen asleep. He had shifted, though. He knew what had woken him. A strand of Claude's mane teased his muzzle. He had rolled over, and he was pressing against the Herculean back of the stallion. A heartbeat passed, and then another... Claude's breathing was still as regular as clockwork. Elijah knew he should roll back over and try to return to sleep. He knew that he shouldn't be lowering his muzzle, inhaling the deep, rich scent of the stallion next to him. He knew he shouldn't inch closer, his erection free of its sheath, dragging against Claude's lower back. All of these were things he knew, yet... He was unable to stop himself from doing. He hated himself. Claude could have, should have cast him back into the storm when he had discovered Elijah in the shack. At the least, Elijah should have insisted that he take the floor and woken up sore. It would have been better than what he was currently doing. Claude had been nothing but kind and welcoming, and he had done his best to make sure that Elijah was comfortable. This was how he chose to repay that kindness? Elijah's hand traveled over the oblique slightly, feeling the muscle, the heat, radiating from Claude. There was a small shift in the stallion's breathing. Elijah paused, not sure of what the slight hitch of breath might mean. Beginning to pull his hand back, he was shocked when he felt Claude's hand engulf his own. They were pressed together, body next to body, and both knew that the other was awake. A heartbeat passed, then another. Elijah felt Claude turn, 
felt the fine hairs graze over his fur. The mane pulled away from his muzzle. Elijah's breath caught in his throat when he felt it. Claude's erection. It dwarfed his own. Claude could have been the horse from which the expression hung like a horse was taken. Elijah had known the stallion was going to be big, considering his raw physical size. But this was... Well, it exceeded anything the ram might have dreamed. Elijah tilted his muzzle up at the same time Claude tilted his muzzle down. They remained like that, muzzle to muzzle, less than an inch separating the two of them. Their breath mingled with each other, filling the space between them. He wasn't sure which of them leaned in first. He wouldn't be able to say. Their muzzles pressed against one another, soft and chaste. Then the kissing grew hungrier, more insistent. Soon their tongues glided and danced. Claude shifted, and his gargantuan erection slid against and over the rams, and Elijah opened his mouth for a full-throated moan. The stallion took that for an invitation and wrapped an arm around him, pulling Elijah closer. Elijah was overwhelmed, overcome by the raw strength and masculinity pouring from Claude. Elijah tilted his head back, giving Claude access to his neck, access the stallion took as his tongue traced a long, liquid stripe in the gray-brown fur of Elijah's neck. Then Claude moved his muzzle over his collarbone. Flat teeth grazed over one of Elijah's nipples, causing him to shudder and rock his hips forward, making their erections grind against each other again. Tell me what you want, Claude whispered. It was deep, low, and though said with no more than a breath, it seemed to fill the entire cabin. Tell me what I can do for you. It was more than a suggestion, more than softly spoken words. It had weight, power, and authority behind it. It was a command. Please, keep touching me, Elijah gasped out. Claude rolled them, slowly towering over him. The darkness of the cabin was almost complete, and as Elijah tilted his head up, he took in the deeper, more solid darkness that was the stallion above him. The ram knew Claude was looking down at him, seeing him. Even in the darkness, Elijah felt Claude's tireless gaze directed right at him. The stallion's broad palm was on Elijah's thigh, fingers making small circles in the fur, teasing, caressing, like this. Claude's deep voice echoed around him. Uh, higher, the ram instructed. Claude's hand moved up, dragging over his thigh, teasing the curve of his hip, and then brushing against the flat plane of Elijah's stomach, deliberately avoiding the ram's leaking cock. You're a fucking tease, Elijah groaned. Distantly, Elijah heard a crack of lightning, and in the brief flash of light... He saw the grin crossing the stallion's face. Leaning up, the ram bit the stud's neck lightly. Claude let out a deep moan. It was something Elijah both felt and heard, and it reverberated in him, traveling through his fur, muscles, skin, blood, and bones. It filled every cell, every part of his body. He felt something wet drip onto his sternum. Without smelling or tasting, Elijah knew what it was instantly. It was pre. He had made the stallion leak, and leak for him. 
A wicked grin crossed the ram's muzzle as he buried his muzzle against Claude's neck. Put your mouth on my dick, Elijah said. There was a moment of pause, another flash of lightning followed momentarily by the crash of thunder. Then Claude's tongue teased his neck, worked its way down and circled a nipple, and came to the tip of Elijah's erection. The stallion had shifted, and Elijah wasn't certain how much of Claude was now on the bed. Hot breath ghosted over his dick. Then there were lips, hot and wet and closed around the head of his shaft, and a tongue broad, slightly coarse, and strong dragging over the crown of his cock. Elijah moaned and rolled his hips up. Claude accepted the thrust easily, taking him down to the root with liquid smoothness. A hand wrapped around the small of Elijah's back, holding him in place, and Claude sucked him hard, fast, and dirty, clearly with no intention of releasing him. Claude's tongue traced a vein of his member, going from crown to base, then base to crown, and finally circling the head again. Another moan came from Elijah's throat, and it echoed off the ceiling, the walls, and the statuesque body of the stallion. It seemed only to encourage Claude to suck harder, deeper, if such things were possible. Elijah felt himself beginning to leak in the stallion's mouth. Claude doubled his efforts, moving his head back, his tongue swirling, darting, swiping, and dragging directly against and over Elijah's cockhead. His hands twisted in the sheets, and he swore. He swore in his grandfather's most colorful language. He swore as he hadn't since he had had fractured his hip in junior year. He swore, his profanities overlapping. Fuck. Don't stop. Oh, fuck, yes. Harder, damn it. Yes. Fuck, yes. It became a hymn. Panted. Faster, his words slurring together as Claude's mouth and tongue teased. Claude's callous fingers dragged over his hips, his thighs, his buttocks, working the muscles, causing him to buck harder, faster, deeper, rutting himself into the willing maw of the horse. There was an audible pop as Claude lifted his muzzle. Elijah was going to ask, going to say something, when he felt the stallion above him shift. The mattress beneath him groaned as the large equine redistributed his weight and Elijah needed to readjust the position of his head when something heavy, leathery, and scented of earth, musk, and salt dragged over his nostril and maw. He opened his mouth as wide as he could and brought one of Claude's fat nuts into his mouth. He moved his tongue in clockwise, then counterclockwise circles, using no pattern or rhythm that he was consciously aware of. He sucked trying to open his mouth wider, not caring about the ache beginning in the hinge of his jaw. As Claude resumed working the head of the ram's dick, Elijah released the testicle he had been focusing on and moved to the other. It was as sloppy as it was enthusiastic. However, he was careful, making sure the tips of his horns weren't against anything sensitive. Although not an elk, deer, or moose, Elijah knew how sharp his horns were and had scraped a few of his previous partners unintentionally when they had been going down on them. The horse nickered around him, the vibration traveling through Elijah's dick and down his balls and perineum. Elijah opened his mouth wide, moaning, not sure if anything coherent or logical escaped his mouth. As the battering ram of the draft studs caught ground over Elijah's chest fur, the ram felt something hot and wet splatter his lower abdomen, groin and thighs, more pre. 
He was making the stallion, Claude, leak with desire. As he lifted his head, Elijah's tongue traveled over the balls, snaked against the taint, and then reached the ring of muscle, Claude's entrance. Inhaling deeply, Elijah scented only rich musk, sweat, and faint soapy smell of maleness. His tongue flicked out over and against the stallion's hole. Above him, he felt a shiver run through Claude's body. The attentions to his dick stopped, and there was a heartbeat of silence, followed shortly by a second. Do it again. The stallion's voice was slightly muffled by the sheets, by Elijah's thighs. Elijah put weight on his elbows, supporting his chest and neck as best he could as his tongue speared out, pressing at the closed, hot, tight ring of muscle, not seeking entrance. Not yet. The top of his head was teased by the fine strands of the horse's tail, and Elijah held himself where he was, his tongue moving vertically, horizontally, ghosting against Claude's entrance. The stallion snorted, and the hot breath teased Elijah's cock, thighs, and balls. Claude opened his mouth wide again and effortlessly took Elijah to the root. In kind, Elijah's tongue worked double time, and he placed his lips directly against the puckered donut of the stallion's ass. A groan came from somewhere deep inside of Elijah as one of Claude's fingers, he couldn't be sure if it were the index or the middle, moved down the base of his shaft, over his balls, and began making closed circles on his taint, teasing his prostate externally. He tried to focus, tried to put his tongue back to work, tried to mirror the motions of Claude's clever digits. However, Claude moved his finger and tongue in perfect mirrors of each other. If his tongue went left, his finger went right. Moan after moan of pleasure flowed from the ram's mouth, bleeding into the air, soaking into the wood, the sheets, the mattress supporting their bodies. Claude moved the finger and lifted his lips. Elijah would have protested, but he heard a slurping sound, then something wet and solid glided down his crack. Sucking in a breath, the ram waited. He didn't have to wait long. The wet digit flicked over his hole with maddening patience and precision. At his next sharp intake of breath, Claude's finger slid and arced just so, rubbing over his prostate on the first pass. Elijah's cock pulsed and leaked, and he could feel Claude's own pre-cum in his chest. They were both ready for what would come next. There was only a single question left. Do you want to mount me, or me to mount you? Claude asked. His tail flicked, and some of the fine strands went directly over Elijah's forehead, past his eyes. Claude shifted again, and Elijah felt the pendulous weight of Claude's balls over his chin and throat. The pillar of horsecock teased his lower abdomen, only inches from where his own member leaked. It took a second, but the stallion was muzzle to muzzle with him. As he was still trying to decide, Claude leaned in, and their tongues met again. It was fluid, the way they blended and joined together. The percussive regularity of his heartbeat was mirrored almost perfectly by Claude's, and their rods pressed together against each other. Elijah swallowed as he felt the sheer girth, length, and weight of the stallion's cock. He had read stories, and he had seen more than a few pornos where some slight twink ended up on the business end of a horse cock. Only one member of his friend group had owned being fucked by a horse. Mike was a donkey, 
researching pottery-making traditions in the American Southwest, focusing on the different firing techniques that had been used over time. It had been a long night of shop talk, and more than a few beers were downed over the hours they chatted with each other. As they were both preparing for regional conferences, it had been a perfect opportunity to practice drinking and presenting. At some point, Mike's eyes had been caught by a horse who had entered a bar and his expression darkened with lust. Elijah had turned his head just in time to see the horse, a dark chestnut with black around his muzzle and wide white blaze between his eyes narrowing and leading to the tip of his muzzle. You know him? Elijah asked. Biblically, Mike had responded. Elijah hadn't been able to respond. His mouth hung open and the donkey's long ears swiveled. Over the din of conversations, the sound of a football game on the television, and other patrons and waitstaff moving about, Mike's attention remained focused on the brown horse. Everything you've seen in porn, everything you might have read on the internet, it's no substitute for the real thing, Mike said, stood, finished his drink, and moved away. Elijah watched him as he came to the horse, saw the smirk on the horse's face as the donkey had approached. They had talked with each other for a grand total of perhaps 15 seconds before they walked out of the bar together, not quite arm in arm, but Mike was less than a full footstep behind the stallion. In the present, Claude pulled back and his hand traveled down, up, and down Elijah's side, going from the curve of his ass to the base of his neck, and then traveling down again. Claude's breath was slow, even, and aimed directly against his left nipple. Even in this moment of relative quiet, Claude found the right way to press all of Elijah's buttons. If it had been a long time since he had mounted someone, it had been an even longer time since he had allowed his guard down enough to turn over, to let another male inside of him. While he had had a collection of sex toys carefully hidden in the bottom drawer of his dresser, and used them on occasion, a toy was different than the real thing, especially when the real thing was as big as Claude's. Will I be able to? Elijah began. You would. I fucked a ferret once. It took time. Lots of lube, but we made it work. Claude said. Elijah swallowed. He thought of the blissful hunger he had seen on Max's face. He thought of the blush that had crossed Claude's muzzle when he remembered Max and the knotted dildo. Granted, part of that might have been the knot more than getting fucked. Elijah had taken a knot once or twice, remembered the way it pressed directly against his prostate, how it made his eyes roll back. The last lover he had bottomed for had been a wolf-husky hybrid who had loved to remain knotted to him, trying to pump as many loads as possible into Elijah's body. It had been an intense, short-lived relationship. Not because the sex was bad, but because of the demands of their schedule. The first year of a doctoral program didn't leave much time for a personal life, and his studies always had to come first, always demanded the fullness of his attention. And if I said I wanted to? Elijah began, allowing himself to trail off. Claude's broad hand moved directly to the ram's cock, and a calloused finger ran from his base to his crown, circling it, lifting a drop from his cockhead. In the near total darkness of the cabin, Elijah heard the distinct sound of something being sucked. He imagined Claude, eyes closed, mouth wide open, muzzle moving up and down. 
He remembered the way the horse's lips had felt around him, and he shuddered. If you want to fuck me, I'm up for that too. I know you taste good, and I bet you feel even better. Claude exhaled, his muzzle almost directly against the ram's ear. Elijah angled his head and buried his muzzle against the column of the stallion's throat. He inhaled, their combined scents bleeding together, musk, sweat, pre, and lust. Elijah wondered what the next user of the cabin would smell. He guessed that there were cleaning supplies somewhere in the small hole, however. He didn't know how much good they would do. And if I said I wanted both? Elijah asked, his lips on Claude's left pectoral. The draft horse was still for a moment, his muzzle pressing against the top of the ram's head, resting comfortably in the space between the horns. Then he felt it, the twitch of lips, and Elijah knew the large equine was smiling. Then I hope you have lots of lube, Claude said. I may have brought some supplies, Elijah confessed. A rustling of sheets, a lack of heat, and then the mad whirring of the hand lantern being cranked. The small shack was filled with a yellow glow, and Elijah took Claude in. The stallion's cock was double his in length, maybe a little more, and it looked as thick as his wrist. The ram silently prayed that he hadn't bit off more than he could chew. His hooves hit the ground, and he rushed towards his backpack. He dug all the way to the bottom, where his bag of toiletries rested. The zipper slid, and he held the three-ounce bottle in his hand for a second. While he hadn't thought that anything would happen this weekend, a part of Elijah had wished that Ryan and he would finally do something. Although he had never been a scout, he had hoped, he had wanted, and he had prepared for it. Elijah was glad he had decided on it. His gaze moved from the bottle in his hand to Claude. The stallion's hand moved up, and down his shaft, slowly pausing as he reached the space near the middle, fingers flicking against the medial ring. Transfixed, Elijah stared for an even longer moment. We'll make it work. Claude's voice, deep, low, steady, echoed around him, drawing the bighorn ram out of his trance and into the present. The question is, do you want to fuck or be fucked first? Either is fine by me. Claude... Elijah thought to himself, was wasted in the park service. The stallion had the voice, the body, and the cock that would have made him a star for any number of porn studios. Then again, maybe Claude wanted to break that stereotype about horses. Not all horses were mindless rutting machines. Elijah swallowed, stood, his cock bouncing as he closed the distance between himself and the stallion. He came to Claude and placed his hand on the top of the stallion's dripping member. Collecting a bead of pre, he brought it to his lips. His tongue darted out. Claude's eyes grew darker, and the stallion snorted as Elijah's throat bobbed. I want to... Elijah's voice was barely above a whisper. Feel this inside of me. His hand moved back to the stallion's cock, traveling up and down it, following the path mirroring the movements he had seen moments before. Claude leaned across, causing his dick to shift in Elijah's hand. Their muzzles met as they kissed, Claude's member leaking slightly and pulsing as their tongues danced with each other. As Claude broke the kiss, he locked his gaze with a smaller male's. It 
will be easier for you if you're on your hands and knees, Claude said. Swallowing, Elijah nodded and assumed the position. His eyes closed as he heard, felt the movements of the stallion behind him. A broad palm moved down his back, over his buttock, traced his thighs, circled back to his groin and cupped his balls. Claude's muzzle teased his sack and then moved up. Elijah shuddered as the stallion inhaled him deeply. He remembered what he had learned of the different reproductive behaviors of the different mammals. He bit his tongue, wondering if Claude saw him as a mare, his mare in that moment. The question vanished as the horse's tongue traced the ring of muscle slowly and deliberately. The draft stallion's tongue was proportional to his body, and as Claude moved it horizontally, vertically, taking a moment to exhale over the patch of moisture he had just left, and Elijah's cock leaked against his abdomen, over the sheets. Fuck. Yes, please. Fuck. 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 Elijah chanted when Claude's tongue probed in him. Both of the stallion's hands were on the ram's thighs, pulling him closer, holding him in place, giving Elijah the support he needed. Elijah twitched his ears with the distinct snap of the loo being opened. A shiver ran up and then down his spine as a generous dollop hit his rim. As he inhaled, Claude's finger began teasing him. It had been a while since anything of that size had gone in him, and the ram had to focus on his breathing. Squeezing his eyes shut, the ram felt the starburst of pain as a broad finger began probing. Sinking his teeth into his lower lip, Elijah tasted blood. Then a moan flew out of his mouth as the finger slid, sparking heat in him. Claude shifted his finger, and it hit his prostate directly. Another move of his finger, again directly over the prostate. Claude was mercilessly precise. If Elijah had been swearing before, he was cursing in earnest now. When the finger pulled out, there was a moment of waiting before more lube and two fingers pushed in. Claude was methodical, working in and out, swirling, scissoring his fingers, crooking them just so, making the ram's cock leak constantly, keeping him swearing. His eyes rolled back. He needed to feel more. Two fingers became three, moving in a waltz, going deep and slow on the one and three count, and bending teasing on the two. The ram wasn't sure how much more he would be able to take of this when the fingers pulled out again and his ears twitched at the sounds of the bottle opening. Looking over his shoulder, he watched his clod poured lube onto his hand and then anointed his shaft. He worked down, the stallion's pre combining with the lube, even in this moment of passion, the stallion was thorough, making sure as much of his member was coated as possible. Elijah swallowed as Claude positioned himself, standing, aligning his cock against the ram's hole. The draft horse rolled his hips, dragging his impressive phallus along and over Elijah's crack, teasing his hole. He paused as his head, not yet flared, but still broad and thick, rested on the rim of the ram's body. Last chance to back out of this, Claude said. I'm gonna be honest. If I start fucking you as I want, I don't think I'll be able to stop until... Until you come, Elijah finished for him. Inhaling, the ram took a second to gather himself. This was it, the point of no return. He nodded, not trusting his voice for a moment. Are you saying... Get in and fuck me, Claude... 
Elijah said. His voice was as steady as he could make it considering the situation. The stallion didn't need to be told twice. Elijah's hands twisted in the sheets as Claude began to push in. While three fingers would have been more than enough preparation for most partners, Elijah wondered if he should have insisted on a fourth. Every cell of his body burned, and for the first time since they had started exploring each other, the ram felt his cock beginning to wilt. The pain blossomed, fiery petals spreading through his haunches, pushing up his spine, lancing through his lungs, and making him shut his eyes in a different way. Earlier, he had wanted to focus on the sensations of his body. Now he did it hoping he could wish the pain away. Claude paused, rocking himself, hitting not his prostate, but something close to it. And then the pain receded, just slightly. Breathe for me, baby, Claude said. Elijah nodded and remembered to inhale, exhale. The endearment fell from Claude's mouth so easily, so freely, that Elijah hadn't noticed until another two inches of the stallion was inside of him. So fucking tight, Claude hissed. And you chose to get horse-fucked. Claude was only halfway in, and he was already, if not the longest, at least the thickest of any of Elijah's partners. The ram exhaled, and there was a slight pop as the medial ring pressed in. If his cock had gone down during the initial insertion, it was back to full hardness as that ring dragged over and against his prostate. The ram shifted, putting more weight on his forearms, allowing Claude to slide in easier, a little faster. The stallion took advantage of the new angle and pushed in. Pleasure. Pain. They wound around inside, twisting through him, smeared together as he felt Claude's hips coming to rest against his ass, and heard the faint clap as the stallion's ball swung forward, hitting his own. Despite what Claude had promised, he held himself in place. There was a heartbeat of a pause, followed by another, and then a third. The stretch, the burn, started to fade as the reality set in. This... This was what everything had led up to. The flirtations with Ryan, the loss of the trail, the need to take shelter in the storm. He was here, on the business end of a stallion's cock, being filled as he had never been before. Elijah exhaled and gave a small nod. So good for me, baby. Claude praised. Then he began, not a walk. A trot, a pace that horses could, and sometimes did, hold for hours. Not an outright canter or gallop, not yet, but each thrust spoke of need. Each was direct, and the force of each impact made the bed under them shiver and groan. The storm could have resumed outside, and Elijah wouldn't have known. Claude's grunts, his own moans, the whispered profanities, they were all the ram was paying attention to. With each slick motion, the medial ring pressed directly onto the ram's prostate. Then the thrust grew longer, the pace the same. More of Claude was entering and exiting him, dragging against and teasing the nerve endings deep inside of Elijah. Sex filled the air, heavy and rich. It was masculinity, lust, dense and almost honey-sweet. It was the sort of scent that once you smelled would linger at the back of your nose for the rest of your life, Elijah thought. Then Claude bottomed out again, his hips crashing into Elijah's upturned ass, and the ram's cock jumped, and the thought vanished. Power. 
Every move the draft stallion made spoke of power, of confidence. Elijah was dimly aware of Claude's fingers digging into his hips. He was more acutely aware of how the shift in position caused wave after wave of pleasure to roll from his prostate, through his cock, and up his spine. Harder. Fuck harder. Fuck. Fuck me like I'm your mare. Elijah chanted. It was a spur for the stallion, who moved from trot to canter, from a two-beat to a three. As Claude surged forward, Elijah rocked back, taking the brutal direct assault. He would be sore in the morning, he knew, but he was far beyond caring. The future was worlds away. This was present. What he needed in the present was more. He felt something beginning to grow inside, causing him to utter a wordless oath. Was that? It was. The stallion's. His stallion's flare was beginning to grow. The balls no longer clapped on each of the stallion's thrust. Claude had gone from canter to gallop seamlessly. The force, the intensity, telling the Caprine anything words couldn't. Words were superfluous. They would get in the way. Claude panted, grunted, snorted, reminding Elijah of every porno, every story he had ever read that featured a stallion. Mike had been right. Nothing lived up to the physical sensation of Claude's immense member inside him. Then, Claude came. A deafening whinny echoed through the cabin as the stud tightened in his grip on Elijah's hips, pushing himself in. Blindingly hot, explosive in its intensity, Claude's orgasm alone threatened to send Elijah over the edge. Three, four, five bursts of hot, potent semen filled the ram's bowels. Claude panted, his cock still pulsing inside of the ram. He leaned down and placed a kiss first on Elijah's shoulder, then on his neck. Twisting his head, Elijah's muzzle met Claude's for a slow, lingering kiss. Claude slid out, gradually, and an ache echoed through Elijah. He felt seed leak from his hole, down his balls, and onto his thighs and the sheets. Are you still hard? Claude asked as they finally broke their kiss. Even with his legs shaking as they did, Elijah rolled over, his cock bouncing as it did so. Pre leaked from his head as if it were a broken tap. Claude's tongue darted over his mouth as he looked down at Elijah's leaking prick. Leaning in again, Claude kissed the ram, all intensity and desire. Chest was against chest, and Elijah was almost overwhelmed by it. The stallion was against him, imposing, large, powerful, had just come what felt like gallons inside of him, and wanted more. Good. The stallion said, and the grin on Claude's face was the sort that could have tempted almost anyone, at least in Elijah's point of view. It's been a while since I had a real cock inside of me, and I want yours. Now, how do you want me? On your back, Elijah said. I want to see you when... When you fill me. Claude completed the thought. The ram nodded. The two shifted on the bed and Claude laid back pulling his legs to his chest. His hole, the ring of muscle into his body, was fog in color, an almost perfect circle. Elijah moved from the bed and fell to his knees. For the second time that night, 
Or was it morning now? He put his mouth to it. It was just as he remembered. Musky. Slightly salty. The faintest hint of grass and earth. A taste that was totally the stallion's. Intoxicating. Maddening. His tongue flicked over and in. Spearing. Swiping. Dragging. Claude was as responsive as Elijah could have hoped for, his moans echoing through the small structure. The bighorn ram was careful, assuming a similar angle of his head to the one he had used earlier in the night. The last thing he wanted was to injure Claude. Elijah would willingly admit that this was far from the most skilled rim job he had ever given. What he lacked in technique, he made up for in enthusiasm. It was all hunger. All need, done quickly and roughly. Based off the sounds coming from Claude, the stallion didn't have any complaints. Elijah wanted to make Claude as needy, as desperate as he had felt before the stallion had injured him. That might not be possible, as his own cock pulsed and leaked, and every cell of his body screamed at him to get inside the stallion and jackhammer, thrust madly, rut, until climax. It would not be something slow and gentle. This would be no lovemaking session. This would be a fuck, hard, dirty, quick, and mind-blowing. For Elijah, at least. The ram felt still warm seed leak from his ass, and his tongue stopped mid-swipe. His finger flew, gathering a few droplets of the pearly fluid. Before it congealed, the ram pushed the semen-covered digit into Claude's waiting body. The stallion snorted, and despite the load he had just dropped, the head of his prick emerged from his sheath. Claude tilted his neck, looking down his statuesque form, eyes locking with Elijah's for a second. You. He whispered, and then moaned as the ram's finger found the inner seat of male pleasure, pressing against it firmly, circling, and then drawing back. Arwen kinky son of a bitch. I like it. Elijah smirked in response, repeating the motion, getting another moan, this time louder, stronger than the one that had preceded it. Elijah pulled his finger out of Claude, pressed back into himself, and using more of the stallion's deposit, coated two fingers that were quickly inserted into the tight donut. Elijah was not as thorough as Claude had been. Like with his rimming, this was something quick, born of need. Also, while Elijah was well endowed, for a ram, he was no stallion. Still, based on the groans, the cock sliding free from its sheath, and the occasional, Fuck, right there. Or, Again, please. That Claude shouted, Elijah guessed he was doing something right. When he had done as much as he had patience for, the ram pulled his finger from Claude's body, slicked them with what might have been the last of the studs come, and slathered his dick with it. Lining himself up with Claude's hole, he looked down at the stallion, the draft horse's dark eyes connected with his. Elijah leaned down and brought his muzzle to Claude's. The two of them exchanged a lingering kiss before breaking. His dick was against Claude's tail hole, and he began pressing in. He saw Claude bite his lip, remembered the initial insertion, and tried to be as slow as gentle as the stallion had been, despite the need building within him, the part of him that screamed he should hilt himself directly. Claude's tunnel was a velvet vice, and it took a tremendous act of willpower not to lose control and come as the stallion clamped down around him, the inner tunnels rippling and tensing around his cock. 
bottoming out, Elijah held himself still for a moment. Claude released the hold on his legs, and they soon wrapped around the ram's midsection, pulling Elijah further in, holding him in place. Not that he would have pulled out. This inside of the stallion's body, looking down and seeing Claude's face full of desire and want, was where he needed to be. He wouldn't move from here, not until he had come. Elijah's first thrust was shallow, a mere twitch of the hips. A suggestion more than an actual movement. It was a subtle thing that made Claude's eyes grow larger, darker, and caused the stallion's legs to tighten around him and make another inch of the equine phallus slide free. Elijah repeated it, and Claude gave a small nicker of pleasure in response. Off to a good start. The third thrust was more sure, more confident, and as Elijah pressed himself into the body beneath his, the stallion looped an arm around his shoulder, pulling him down for a kiss. Their kissing continued as Elijah began to find his rhythm. Even though it had been a while since he had had a bedfellow, Elijah's body remembered. And as he shifted the position of his body slightly, he hit something inside of Claude that made the stallion break the kiss, gasp, and tighten his legs in response. His entire body, including the inner passage, reacted by tightening, threatening to send Elijah off like a rocket. He breathed reciting the list of ages and their approximate ages as well as going through all the types of flint napping he could remember. It might not be much, but it kept him from going over the edge, which was all he needed in the moment. Elijah tried, as best he could, to follow the same sort of gate-style fucking Claude had used. However, the way Claude's ass clenched and worked his cock made repeating the movements difficult. Also, he was no stallion. There were some things that horses could do better, he admitted to himself. Still, they found their pattern, and Elijah bit his lips as he continued plunging, fucking. His entire body tingled, all his senses focused on, entranced by the stud beneath him. The entire length of the stallion's cock was free of its sheath now. He leaned down, feeling the small ache in his neck as his lips connected with the crown of Claude's penis. Elijah suckled at it as best he could, his hips stammering for a moment, but then he was able to time his thrust in the motions of his tongue, and if Claude had been incoherent before, now the stallion's moans and snorts of pleasure were an unending symphony. All of Elijah's body ate, craved release. He bucked wildly against and into Claude, feeling the draft horse's body tense and work around his cock. Tasting a drop of prey on his tongue, feeling it slide down his throat, that was all it took to push the bighorn caprine over the edge. Three hard, fast thrust, his hips slamming into the draft horse beneath him. He came, stars dancing at the edge of his vision, his body thrumming, alive in a way it hadn't been for a long time. He came, shot after shot of sea leaving him, entering the stallion beneath him. Claude, his own dick still leaking into Elijah's mouth, kept the ram in place with his powerful legs until the last volley of cum had fired from the ram's dick and Elijah was shaking. As the ram pulled out slowly, he looked down at the stallion. The stallion looked up at him. You said you had come up for a boy's weekend, 
away, right? Claude asked, his voice low. I... I did. What? Elisha began, falling onto the mattress. Claude looped an arm around him, pulling him closer. There's a well-equipped ranger's cabin, about five kilometers from here. We can leave in the morning, as the storm is broken. Come with me, and I promise you a weekend you'll never forget. Claude's voice was measured, but beneath it, Elijah heard something more. Want. Desire. I think I will, and I might rethink where I do my dig this year, Elijah said. Good, Claude said, running a hand down the ram's back, pulling Elijah closer. Elijah placed his muzzle against Claude's side, inhaled deeply their scent, their sex, and began to feel himself drift off to sleep. And with that, we've come to the end of the second half of Shelter in a Storm. Please join us next week for a very special episode and one you don't want to miss. I'd like to thank Modest Jack for joining me this evening as the voice of Claude. He's been influential in the creation of the podcast as well as my foray into voice acting. Modest, would you like to say a few words? I hope you enjoyed tonight's performance. Thank you for listening. If you'd like me to voice your character next, find me on Telegram for affinity or just email modestthejack at gmail.com. Thank you, Modest. I also want to give a shout out to the members of our Patreon. In the top tier, we have Dimbles, a mysterious raccoon benefactor. Being in the top tier, you have no idea how big it is for me and the podcast, so a huge shout out to you. For the other tiers, Dream Merchant, Agador, and Glared, you guys are amazing as well. Each of you have been and continue to be instrumental to our success. And finally, everyone who has listened to any of our episodes, thank you. Each and every time someone listens to our work, it really does mean the most to myself, the authors of these stories, and the voice actors that bring the characters to life. We hope to continue doing this for as long as we are able and people are willing to listen. Good night and come again.